You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today, we're going to talk about spiritual messages and experiences. And as many of you know, I am a shamanic practitioner. And what that means is that I work with the spirit world to help my clients heal or to get insights about their life purpose or next steps in their life, uh, give them answers, get answers to questions that they have through divination with my guides or their guides, and uh, even help them connect with their guides. And what's interesting is that I've noticed a lot of my clients tell me when we're meeting, uh, they tell me about things that have happened in their lives and things that they think may be messages that they've received from their guides or their higher self. And they're looking for validation from me that this is in fact something that a message or a sign from the spirit world. Uh, so they may have had a dream that holds specific significance to them or, or maybe a deceased friend or family member shows up in the dream. Uh, maybe they see an animal or a number repeatedly that has meaning to them. Or perhaps several friends have mentioned, you know, the exact same book to them, all or or an event or a workshop or something, all within a very short period of time. They've heard about something new from a variety of different people. And each time a client brings these things up, they want to know, is this a, a spiritual message? Is this something that I should be paying attention to? I personally am a firm believer that we're all capable of being shamans and that we're all capable of communicating with the spirit world and our higher selves. Uh, each one of us, in my opinion, is connected to the spirit world. And I also believe that our, the spirit world and our higher self is continuously trying to communicate with us. And they will use a variety of messages and messengers in order to do so. And since I also believe that only the individual who has received the message can truly know if it's an important, significant, or meaningful message, and what that meaning is, what I tell my clients when they ask me, do you think this was a message uh, from the spirit world or from my higher self, what I tell them is yes. 
that the event they experienced is a spiritual message or experience because of the meaning and the significance it has for them. Now, to an outsider, it may look like nothing more than a coincidence, right? So perhaps my client said to me, you know what, I saw 11 instances of 1111 today. But to my client, it could be extremely meaningful. Perhaps 1111 uh, is the date of my client's father's birthday. And on this particular day where my client saw 11 instances of 1111, it happens to be the anniversary of his father's death. And my client says, hey, I view these, all these 1111s that I'm seeing as a hello from my father, just telling me he's okay, he's there watching over me, looking over me, etc." Um, so it really is what you feel inside and how you see, if you see the significance of it. When my brother passed away, uh, years ago, it'll actually be 30 years at the end of this month when my brother passed away, uh, at his funeral, we played a song that really wasn't popular. It was a pretty obscure song, uh, that we really felt summed up his life. And this particular song is not one you hear on the radio. Uh, and yet, any time a member of my family has been going through a tough time, we hear that song. It'll randomly show up on the radio or if we're out at a restaurant, playing at the restaurant or even in an elevator. But we'll hear that song. And to us, the significance is that it's our my brother reaching out to us telling us that everything's going to be okay. I, I think people want to be able to connect to the spirit world, their higher selves, their angels, their ascended masters, their deceased family members and ancestors because of the comfort it gives them, right? It's, it's nice to know that our loved ones are still with us, that uh, there's life after death. It's nice to know that there's there are angels and guides watching over us and waiting for us to ask for help. It's great knowing that there's a higher power, whatever we call that higher power. If you call them God, Allah, Buddha, force, the universe, your higher self, whatever else, it's, it's comforting to us to know that that higher power loves us and has a plan for all this craziness that we call life on earth. I had one client break down and start crying when I shared with her that one of her grandparents had been present at the session. And I described, it was her grandmother actually, and I described her grandmother and what her grandmother did during the session and the message that her grandmother had for her and the message and the actions and the the unique things that the grandmother showed me helped my client see that it really was her grandmother communicating with her. And the message was one that was so powerful. It really helped my client on her personal healing journey. So our guides and angels really do want to communicate with us and they'll do so in a loving way that extends love out to ourselves and to the rest of the world. So today we're going to talk about spiritual messages and experiences. What are they? How do you recognize them? Uh, how do you make sense of them and interpret them? Because uh, often the messages that we receive are not as crystal clear as we'd want them to be. Uh, matter of fact, most of the times they aren't. Uh, so how do we how do we make sense of them? How do we interpret them? And then you know, finally, we'll talk today about how do we encourage more of them? What do we need to do so that we keep the channel of communication open? 
and um, encourage our guides and our helpers and our ancestors to talk to us more. So that's today's show. And let's start first by talking about what are spiritual messages and experiences. At the most basic level, spiritual messages and experiences are how source and spirit talks with us. It's a source of guidance or insights into how we can live our lives, uh, how we can know that we're not alone as we journey through life, even when we are at our most despairing time, uh, knowing that there is somebody somewhere that cares for us. And it can even serve as a reassuring hug. Often uh, when we receive these messages, they provide us with answers or will give us a confirmation that we're moving in the right or the best direction for us at this particular time. Spiritual messages and experiences can come in many shapes and colors, but at their core, there's an element of synchronicity to them. When you receive one of these messages, you recognize that the odds of this happening are really, really slim. There's something about them that feels different or magical or special or even divinely sent. Uh, it, it's much more than a coincidence. These messages and experiences, they make you pay attention or at the very least get you saying to yourself, huh, there's something really going on here. And I'll give you a, a, a personal example. So for example, years ago, as I was starting down my shamanic path, I was wrestling with the decision as to whether or not I should start offering my shamanic services to others. I asked my power animal for guidance, and for those of you who are not familiar with a power animal, a power animal is a spirit guide in the form of an animal that aligns with you to help you. So often there are some unique characteristics and strengths of the animal that are exactly what you need to work on in a situation. So for example, armadillo brings the gift of self-protection, while skunk may teach you how to give and get respect. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I'll share with you how my power animal spoke to me. And if you have any questions or comments, give me a call, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion-emitting FDA-approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. 
Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about spiritual messages and experiences. And feel free to call in at 866-451-1451 if you have questions or comments. Just before the break, I was uh, sharing that our, our messages that we receive can come in many different ways. And I was I had asked for guidance about whether or not I should start offering my shamanic services to others. And I specifically asked my power animal, show me some kind of sign. Let me know uh, if, if this is a viable thing for me to do. So my power animal, you know, I asked the question. I was going into the office. And as I got off the bus, I finished asking the question. And I had a couple blocks to walk to get to my office. And as I walked to the office, I literally saw three people wearing a likeness of my power animal. And obviously that's not something I normally see. My power animal isn't, you know, something that you see every day. Um, So it caused me to sit up and take notice like, wow, there's three of these and it's actually a likeness of my power animal. Uh, and, And as I reflected on it, I realized that my power animal was giving me an answer And basically the answer was, I am walking with you on this journey. And that gave me the confidence and um, gave me the sense of support I needed to actually start offering my shamanic services to others. Um, So our spiritual messages and experiences can show up in many different ways. So I just gave one example of, you know, asking my power animal, then seeing likeness of him, uh, three likenesses of him in a two block radius. But there's other ways uh, that we can receive a a message. It could be a song, uh, an animal. Maybe there's a recurring series of numbers or a dream. Maybe you have a gut feeling or an intuition, or there's some weird, unexplainable things that happen, like the lights go on and off uh, without you standing near the switch, or you're alone in your house and all of a sudden you smell the scent of the perfume that your grandmother used to wear when she was alive. Um, maybe you're, you're waiting for the bus. I'm big on buses in case you hadn't figured that out. Maybe you're waiting for the bus and Two people are waiting as well, and they're standing next to you, and they're talking about a life situation similar to what you're going through. And as you're standing there, not intentionally overhearing their conversation, but can't help but overhearing their conversation, you learn of something that could help you. Um, Or it could even be a vision that you see. Um, But our, our guides talk to us in many different ways. And it's not always, you know, an angel coming down from the heavens saying, this is how it shall be, or this is the message for you. It can be in many, many different ways. And uh, sometimes these messages may repeat. So you may get the same message multiple times to really help you learn or integrate the message or even to see how you're doing on your journey. And I'll give you another personal example. Years ago, um, 
I was going through one of the most challenging times in my life. It was a horrific time, and I was in the depths of a depression that I really couldn't even really see my way out of. I had shut down emotionally. I was in so much pain and couldn't see how I could ever be happy again or even, you know, live life with any type of joy. And I had this dream one night and this particular dream recurred for me over a year, uh, multiple times, but it changed as the year went on. In the first dream, I'm in my house and I go downstairs into the basement of the house. And I was never a big fan of basements in the house, but I go down into the basement and there's this chest of drawers uh, in the middle of the basement. And I didn't remember putting this chest of drawers there. So I went over to it and I just wanted to know what was in it. It's in my house. So I opened up the drawers and inside each of the drawers were dozens of birds. And they were all alive. All these birds were alive. Uh, there were even nests with baby birds in them. And every single drawer had dozens of birds in them. And I was horrified because here I am in this basement. It's dark. There's no real sunlight in there. There are all these birds. Somehow, miraculously, they're still alive. Uh, and I ran around getting food and water because I didn't want these birds to die. Right? So... Um, and that was the dream, right? I woke up and I, I felt this panic and stress over these birds that were living in this chest of drawers in my, in my basement. And I continued to have that dream, except as I mentioned, it started to change. As I started to feel just a little bit better about my life as I was working through the grief and the depression, when I started to feel like I had a glimmer of hope in my life, the dream shifted. I went down into the basement again, but this time the drawers were open and the birds were hopping around and some of them were even flying around in the basement. I was still horrified and worried because here are all these birds in the basement. There's no sunlight, there's no air, and I'm running around giving them food and everything. But they weren't all crammed into the drawers anymore. They, they had a little bit of freedom and they were moving around. Later on over the course of the year, uh, as I began to feel even more better about my life and was starting to see uh, joy again, I would, in my dream, I wouldn't even go into the basement because the basement door was open and the birds were in my house. They were in the kitchen and in the living room and they're flying around and, um, you know, there's some sunlight, the windows are open, there's some air for them. Um, you know, I'm still feeding them because I can't believe there are all these birds in my house, but they're in a much happier condition. And then finally, the last phase of this dream over the course of the year was that the birds left my house and they flew outside and they were in the trees and they're outside in the sunshine and doing normal bird things. Um, and so this dream obviously made me pay attention because I had it more than once and it kept changing. And I spent a lot of time reflecting and meditating on it. And what I realized was it was a message for me, of course, uh, the, the birds represented my hopes and my dreams. And in the first version of the dream, when I went down into the basement and discovered the, the trust of drawers in the dresser, I realized I had stuffed them away in the dark, never to see light again. I didn't want them. Uh, I didn't believe that I could actually achieve any of them because I was in so much pain. 
Um, and but then as I started to have hope, my the birds, my hopes and dreams began to take short hops in the basement. They they were a little bit freer. Um, I still wasn't fully embracing my hopes and dreams at that point. I hadn't gotten to that point of working through my grief, but they were no longer locked away. And then when I got to the point where my depression had really started to lift and I was feeling alive again, my hopes and dreams started to see daylight. The birds were in the house and then they became part of my day-to-day life, right? They were in the main part of the house. They were in the kitchen, the heart of the house. And, and I was starting to think again about things I wanted to accomplish in my life, dreams that I had. And then I started to act on my hopes and dreams. And that's when the birds went out into the public, out into the yard and the trees and everything. So you can see that this is a very powerful dream sequence and a wonderful way that my guides let me know that I would get through this situation and start living again. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about messages from our guides and how to interpret them and encourage them. Give me a call with your questions at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Dupula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and you're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we're talking about spiritual messages and experiences. And I believe we might have somebody on the phone. Hi, is somebody Hi, there? Cindy. Hey, Hello, Cindy, Jennifer. how are you? Cindy. Hi, I'm how good. are you? Good, good, good. happy Wednesday. You too, you too. Thank you. So... Do you have some thoughts around spiritual messages and experiences today? I have so many, um, but one just happened last week. Um, And I think that if my speaking for myself, um, you know, paying attention and being awake and alert in a day to day that certainly doesn't necessarily want us to be necessarily awake and alert is when Mm -hmm. I sometimes miss them. But last week I had a really very cool, profound one. Um, uh, I had gone into the dentist to get some dental work done, and I had to have some anesthesia, like you know we've all had um, a mm-hmm. bunch of times. And I had a strange physical reaction to the anesthetic, one that I've never had before, and it was very scary. And as a result yeah. of the reaction to the anesthetic, uh, and I didn't, I wasn't able to have the dental procedure that day, and I had to stay there at the dentist for about an hour and a half, and they gave me oxygen, and it was it was really very unsettling. Wow. Um, experience and I was scared and um, my father 
is um, a, a physician, and he left this earth a little over three years ago. Um, and I get messages from him all the time, but I don't get them nearly. You mentioned this on the previous segment. I don't get them nearly as often as I as I want. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I think maybe I've missed a message or two, but when he first transitioned, I got lots of messages. But as the years right. have gone on, not quite so many. And so here I am at the dentist last week, and I'm laying there on this table and for an hour and a half, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to drive home. And, um, you know, they're taking good care of me, but I'm still scared. And I, of course, having a physical reaction to anything medical, I think of my dad and I wish I could have called him and, you know, why isn't he here with me? And, you know, he could take care of me and all those things. So I get to be a little bit better and I get myself home. And the rest of the evening was a little touch and go, but I got through it. Bodies process things Mm -hmm. and I got through it. The next day, I still felt like I had a spiritual hangover because I missed him so much. And I right. uh, I had this situation that I wanted him to be a part of, to help me, to take care of me, and he just wasn't there, right? So right. I got home from work. Now it's 24 hours later, and I get home from work, and I'm on Facebook. And um, some of my dad's friends have friended me in the last several years, many of whom I've never met, but they're on my Facebook friend list. and. One man in particular um, is is really kind of a quiet guy. You know, I don't see him post much. He doesn't communicate with me online, but he's just kind of there, and he knew my dad. I get a post that he shared on my my Facebook wall, which intrigued me because I thought, why would he send me – it wasn't a private message. It was a public post on my wall. So I go Mm -hmm. to my wall, and I see that he shared um, a country western singer singing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Hmm. No, no message from the man. His man's name is Jason, and no message from Jason. Just this, just the sharing of this video of this country western singer singing this beautiful rendition of Leonard Cohen's version of Hallelujah. Well, that was one of my dad's favorite songs. Hmm. So the moment that I saw that, I thought my absolute certainty of intuitiveness knew he is speaking. Dad is speaking to me through Jason, the most unlikely yeah. person, right? Uh, on the mass, <laughs> yes. mass fringes of my life that would ever send me a message, especially a message of some kind of comfort 24 hours after I absolutely needed it and felt so very much alone and scared. And so I messaged Jason back right away. And I said, thank you so much. You have no idea that my father is speaking through you to me right now by sending this message Mm. to me. Thank you for listening to him. And thank you for executing the message and and doing it um, because it it means such a tremendous amount that I couldn't even explain. And all Jason did was click that he liked my response. Again, no verbal communication. And that gave me such tremendous joy because, no, I was on that table for 90 minutes at the dentist having some crazy reaction with oxygen and being scared, and I should have been more alert. To know, okay, it's okay to be scared, but but he is here, and yeah. I'm not going to be forsaken, and he will take care of me and give me the power to figure out how to get home and to, you know, heal my own self along with my body. And that's exactly, you know, what it was. But the human part of me was just so scared physically and so bad spiritually because he just wasn't there. And the reality is he's not, and he's not coming back physically. 
but I, but I certainly have to continue to remember that he's absolutely here spiritually. And this just happened a week ago. So I thought I would share that, you know, in terms of how do we, you know, get all kinds of, of communication from the other side to let us know that we are not walking this journey alone and the things that we're scared of or that we need guidance to, if we just, I think for me, increase my awakeness constantly yeah. to get those and receive those messages, life is not quite as hard as sometimes we or I can make it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to share all of that. Thank you. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I have to say, I love that your dad is using social media. (laughs) Well, he was the one who got on Facebook before I did. And so he got (laughs) on it back in, gosh, 2007 or something like that. And he was telling me about it and I was dismissing it because it seemed ridiculous. And, um, I just recently, about a week ago, two weeks ago, got one of those Facebook notifications that he, that it was my dad, he and my dad and I have been quote Facebook friends since 2009, um, Mm. uh, which made me, you know, smile because he does, he communicates (laughs) with me through social media, one of his most obvious ways, um, and has done that since he made his transition. But this situation last week was certainly one of those classic dad things because all of the communication he has given me in the last, you know, over three years has been nothing, nothing I had to convince myself that it was him. It was so like hit you in the head with a two by four, Cindy, it's me. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> um, and this, right. and this was no, and this was no different last week. It just came at a time where I needed him and wanted him so extra bad. And yeah. he was there as he's always been. And to choose to communicate with me from such an unlikely source and yes. uh, that's part of the magic of it because such an unlikely source and, yeah. the, and the unlikely yeah. source, this gentleman had enough awareness to whatever was occurring in his day to, to actually follow through with yes. sh- taking a few minutes and sharing that video with me and the song share any video. Yeah. That would be fine. But yeah. that song, that's my dad. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, Cindy, thank you so much for calling in and sharing this story. I can feel how much you connected to your dad through it. And that is a surefire sign that what you received was a spiritual message. We are going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how you recognize and then encourage spirit message. Give me a call at 866-451-1451 if you have questions. Stay tuned. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. 
I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about spiritual messages and experiences. And uh, love to talk a little bit about how do we recognize them. Now, Cindy just called in, and she mentioned it's it's a knowing. There's there's something inside of you that says, yes, this is, this is more than just a coincidence, right? We could, the thing about spiritual messages and experiences is that we can only recognize them if we're open to them. So first off is being open. Uh, sometimes we have something happen that really makes us sit up and take notice. You know, like we see a vision of an angel with us in the car or we have a recurring dream. But most of the time, the messages are far more subtle. Uh, and this is because we have free will and choice in our lives. Our guides and our angels, they don't want to tell us what to do. We have free free will. They want us to make the decision. They want us to ask them for help. So, so even though it might feel like it would be so much easier and simpler if someone, a higher source, just told us what to do when we're dealing with a situation, it wouldn't be nearly as an educational learning experience for us uh, when we have to figure it out ourselves. So our guides will try to share their guidance with us, but they typically do it in a quiet, non-obtrusive kind of way. Again, every once in a while, there's that big blaring message, but most of the time it is non-obtrusive. It's, it's subtle. And, and the reality is there are messages all around us and they happen every day, but we have to be aware and our guides will only do so when we ask for help. So sometimes we not, may not be aware that we're asking for help or we aren't formally asking for help. Maybe we just have this continuous thought going through our heads like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this? Or I need help. I need help. Or I don't think I can make it. Whatever it is, we've all had those moments uh, where we're feeling overwhelmed by a situation and something keeps going through our mind. Well, the spirit world, our guides and our angels hear this and they do respond. So we have to be open to the message and we also have to, quote, be looking for it. And Cindy was right on when she said, when we go through our day-to-day life, our heads are down, we're running from point A to point B, we're looking at our cell phones, and we don't see the messages or the answers that the spirit world is sharing with us. So recognizing the messages requires us to consciously ask the question and then be alert to what's presented to us. So perhaps after you ask the question, you see the same numbers everywhere you look. Or maybe you see the likeness of the same animal everywhere, like I did the day I asked my power animal uh, for, for some guidance. The key with all of this is to not try to force anything. So let's say you start to see a series of numbers, say 444, which is a favorite number of mine. 
waiting around for the clock to change to 4.44 p.m. is not a message, right? Likewise, actively going places where you know you will see or hear something that has meaning to you is not a message. That's kind of like cheating, right? You're you're trying to, to force something to happen. Instead, for it to really be a message, you just go about your, your regular day to day, but you're alert and the message will present itself to you. You don't have to force it. You don't have to do anything different. You just have to be open and aware of what's around you. And you'll know, much as Cindy mentioned when she called, you'll know you're getting a message because you'll have that feeling of it being a synchronicity. You'll have this feeling of it being special to you. Cindy mentioned, you know, out of the blue, this random guy who was a friend of her father's that she's never met or talked to really sent her this video of her dad's favorite song, right? You'll know, you'll feel that feeling inside of you. And that will tell you, okay, this is really a message, Now, the cool thing is you can even tell your guides how you'd like to receive messages if it will help you, right? You can give them instructions. So maybe, you know, you have an affinity for a number like 444. Let your guides know that, you know, when when you see 444, maybe on a license plate or you're walking down the street and it's the number of the bus or whatever, that when you see it, you know that it's them reaching out to you. Or if you have an affinity for a certain bird, like cardinals, bright red birds, um, maybe if they are plentiful in your area and you see them all the time, you say, guides, I'll know it's a message from you, not when I see a real one because they're everywhere here, but when I see an image of one, a picture of one, or a drawing of one. So this is a really fun way. Give it a try. Uh, It can be a fun way to connect with and start communicating with your guides and your higher self. Now, you get a message. How do you make sense and interpret your message? What do you do about them? One of the biggest challenges to interpreting messages that you receive from your spirit guides, the biggest challenge pretty much every single one of us has, is releasing our expectation and our ego from the conversation. So many times we ask a question and we know the answer that we want to receive, right? You know, if we're, if we're interested in a person, like let's say I'm interested in a guy, it's like, oh, does he like me? Is he interested in me? Well, I already know I want the answer to be yes, right? Because I'm interested in him. And so I might ask the question and then from that perspective, because I already know what I want the answer to be, I want it to be yes, um, I can run the risk of twisting and turning every message I get to be a yes. And of course, that's, that's a problem with communication, right? So the first step in interpreting messages is to release the answer that you want and instead focus on what's coming across to you as object, in, in as objective a mind point as you can possibly be. Try not to look for the yes answer if yes is what you want. Ask yourself, is there something that I'm dealing with that these messages may be for? And if not, what could the meaning of these messages be? So ask yourself, what could the meaning be? Don't go in saying, oh, yep, it's a yes. I saw three, four, 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 so that means it's a yes. Um, It may be a no, right? If you aren't certain about the meaning of a message, You can always ask to get another message or ask that you get another message that gives you even more clarity. Uh, So you can even set up a system with your guides. So for example, you may have a series of guidelines that says, okay, 
for my yes and no questions. If the answer is yes, you show me X. And if the answer is no, show me Y. And I will talk more about ways that you can kind of set up a, a guide system when we come back from our break. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Sensitive, beautiful, feminine, and devotional. These are just some of the words to describe the art of male feminist artist Kimberly Berg. Creator of the website IsisRising.net, Mr. Berg's paintings are designed to inspire and awaken the ancient goddess within. He feels that artists have an important role to play in changing the patriarchal world we live in, with a unique ability to create a visual image that can inspire viewers to reinvent themselves. These feminine images create a visual connection to a woman's primal roots, her relationship to nature, and her goddess-based spirituality. Both men and women can benefit from a deeper respect and understanding of what it means to be a woman in attunement to her inner being. Go to IsisRising.net to view the works of male feminist artist Kimberly Berg and be inspired. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly-Lipe is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I am your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about spiritual messages and experiences. And just before the break, we were talking about how to make sense of and interpret the messages you receive. And I was talking about how you can set up a system with your guides and your higher self to help you interpret the message you get. So for example, you may ask your guides to show you one thing, uh, if the answer is yes and show you another thing, if the answer is no, uh, or, you know, you could interchange. You could have one song be yes, another song be no, uh, or numbers in a sequence going up, you know, five, six, seven, eight going up for yes, and numbers in a sequence going down, eight, seven, six, five for no. Or cardinals red if no, and peacocks green if yes. It can be anything that you can easily remember um, and, uh, and ask them to show you the answers in that way so you have more clarity. Uh, another way you can do that is to connect to your intuition. So are you seeing or hearing a variety of messages that align with the issue you're currently having that point to a solution to you? If you're getting messages through your dreams, you might want to try uh, a dream interpretation dictionary to give you some guidance. The one caveat I would give to that is use that only as a starting point. Uh, these dream dictionaries are a great resource, but they tend to be generic. Uh, so it's a starting point, 
but use your intuition and your own thoughts to really give you the full meaning of the dream. And if you feel that the dream symbolizes something completely different than what the dream dictionary says, then go with what you feel because you are the one who is in the best place possible to, um, to interpret that dream. If you have a song stuck in your head, write down the part of the song that keeps playing in your head. So maybe it's one lyric of a song and it may not even be completely correct. Write it down. Chances are that, um, that part of the song or that lyric or part of a poem or whatever it is that's coming to you is related to the question that you've asked guidance about. The more specific you can be in your question or your request, the better it is. Uh, it's easier to get a response and it's easier to interpret the message that you do receive. So for example, ask one question instead of three. Word the question so it is as clear as possible. And whenever you can, try to ask a yes or no question because again, two simple answers that you can get, yes or no. Um, if you need more clarity, let's say you've gotten something and you're not quite sure what it means, you've, you've asked for more information, another trick you can do is try channeled writing. So what you would do is you'd write the message that you received on a piece of paper and then ask your guides to give you more, in, more information about that message. Clear your mind, put your pen on the paper. You can do this on a computer too, but I'm old school. Put your pen on paper and then watch and wait for the words to start showing up in your mind literally your mind will be clear and then all of a sudden words will start coming. Wait and watch. And when they start showing up, start writing. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about spelling or don't even worry about the content. Just write as fast as you can until the words start coming. And then when there's no more words, go back and read what you've written. I had a client do this recently. Um, she said, and this is a really good sign that you're channeling something other than your own mental thoughts and expectations. She said that when she finished writing, she couldn't remember anything that she had written, but she had been writing like a maniac. And when she went back and read what she had written, the information was so completely different from what she would have expected if she had been thinking up an answer on her own, that she knew that it was a deeper message from her guides helping her out. Another way you can interpret uh, messages. If you're really struggling, you can ask someone you trust or a spirit communicator like a shaman to give you their perspective. So same type of deal here. You can ask for their thoughts, their intuition around it. But if something they say doesn't feel right, feel free to reject it. Again, you are the one who best knows what feels right about the message. But by having a conversation with someone else, it can give you a different viewpoint on the meaning of the message and may help you see something that you hadn't seen. So above all, connect to your intuition. What feels like the correct interpretation of the message? Learning to trust the responses that you feel within your body will help you and help improve your ability to interpret the message. It's like anything else. Um, we need to practice and learn and understanding how we feel inside of ourselves about a message can be a great signpost. So for example, if, if we interpret something and we interpret it incorrectly, it's not the correct interpretation. We may feel tense or we may even feel physically ill. We may feel nauseous in our body. Whereas when we correct, when we have a correct interpretation, we might feel lightness or the sense of relief or just uh, overall well-being, right? So learn to connect to your intuition because that will not steer you wrong. Now, 
How do you encourage more of them? And this is something I think many of us would like. How do we, how do we encourage more communication so that we're constantly getting guidance? We're constantly getting the reassurance that we need or input into decisions we're making about our lives. The most important thing you can do to encourage communication between you and your spirit guides or your ancestors or your angels is to be open to receiving messages in the first place. When there's open communication, the communication flows better. If you don't believe that communication is possible, you won't see, accept, or believe any messages that come your way. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, even if you don't believe your guides are going to continue trying to communicate with you, but you'll never, you most likely will never see them. So first step is be open. Practicing, I mentioned that before. Practice. Make it a point to ask questions and then be aware of the messages and experiences that happen afterwards. Get to know your guides and your angels better. So if you can, ask them their names so that you start to have a stronger connection. And if there's a particular guide that you like to work with that is, I'll say, well-known, let's say Archangel Michael, who is very well-known, he's a protector angel, um, read up about him, learn about him, understand more about him, just as you would a friend, right? If you want to have a good com conversation with a friend, you ask questions, you learn about them. What do they like to do? What are they all about? What's their history about, et cetera? You want to do the same thing with your guides. So if Archangel is somebody that you want to communicate with, learn about him. Consider creating a ritual for asking questions uh, where you say something like, thank you, Archangel Michael or angels and guides, um, beings of pure love and light, whatever it is. Make sure you're invoking, you know, beings that are love and light. Thank you for your assistance. I would love your guidance on X. Please show me a sign. Saying thank you is very important. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about how you can encourage uh, more conversation and messages from your guides. Stay tuned. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. -E -E and play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Are you looking for employment and live in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is the place for you. Are you an employer looking to fill a position or quite a few positions in Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties? Jobs Annex is for you. Employers, JobsAnnex.com is your resource for career-minded people. JobsAnnex.com is the convenient place for job seekers and employers to hook up and move forward. Jobs Annex has been serving Los Angeles, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino counties for over 14 years. Jobs Annex is a former employment search firm. We've evaluated many thousands of resumes and we understand what employers want and what job applicants need to be successful in their interviews. At Jobs Annex, we provide you with the tools to tell your story for free. 
Our resources at jobsannex.com will help each applicant construct an award-winning resume, an eye-catching cover letter, and key interview questions to ask in various types of interviews. Best of all, it's free. Jobsannex.com. That's J-O-B-S-A-N-N-E-X.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about spiritual messages and experiences. And just before the break, we were starting to talk about ways that you can encourage them. And practicing saying thank you, creating rituals are one way. Another thing to remember is to be patient. So you may want to get that answer to your question within two seconds after asking it, but it doesn't always work out that way. So ask your question trust that your guides have received it and then go about your day. At some point, you will receive a response to your question. The other thing you can do to encourage more communication is to work on yourself. If you're carrying around a lot of hurt or pain or anger or drama, that can tie you up in knots inside and make it difficult for you to connect with and receive messages. So, Work to release that, work to heal from that. Uh, Try to get to a place where you are as calm and peaceful and loving as possible, and communication is much easier. Remember, you're invoking guidance from love-based beings, so the more that you can be in a state of love, the more likely you are to see, hear, and understand the message you received. Um, So we've talked a lot about how the messages we received are often very subtle, And for the majority of time, this is how our guides speak to us. But sometimes a message may come to us in a really big way and rock us to our core. And I call these like aha moments or messages because there's no way you're going to miss the message. Um, But you may not know how to interpret it. Uh, They are designed, these big messages, to get our attention. And in fact, they can help get us back on track if we've gotten off track. And when we get a big message like that, usually it requires some change on our behalf. The accident I had when I was walking across the street and the guy in the minivan hit me, that was a big message. Uh, It was definitely a wake-up call. I was under a lot of stress at that time. I was doing the shamanic work. I was doing the consulting work. uh, And I didn't, I, I, I was at my wit's end, quite frankly. And then the minivan hit me. I knew my guides were with me even at the moment of the accident because I felt them holding me and they actually, I wear glasses. I said, Oh God, please don't let my glasses break. Cause I didn't want glass in my eyes. The glasses flew off my face, folded themselves up and landed very neatly in front of me. So I knew that my guides were with me and there was something important about this message. It took me some time to figure out what the message was. Uh, so I started researching, kind of doing meditations, really thinking about it, trusting my intuition. And I realized that it was a question about where do I want to go in my life? Uh, It was an opportunity for me also to practice forgiveness and trust, which was a, a beautiful thing. So when you have, you know, what happens when you have a big message like this, uh, and you don't know what to do about it, or even, you know, we talked about ways to, to, understand that I'm going to say the, the subtle day-to-day ones, channeled writing, trusting your intuition and everything. What if that doesn't work? What happens if you have one of these big messages uh, literally hit you or, or rock you to the core? If you can't figure it out with the suggestions that I've already noted, 
then I would highly recommend it's a good idea to work with a spirit communicator like a shaman to get additional insights and then determine your path forward. A shaman or another communicator like a shaman can actually journey and talk with your guides and get deeper insights for you and relay them back to you. These big messages, um, when they do come through, they're designed to shake you up. They're designed to make you reassess your life and ask, am I on the right path? And they almost always require some kind of action. And the action itself may be one that could be a scary one for you, right? Where there's some fear that could be holding you back. And that's also part of the big message to shake you up enough, to wake you up enough that you realize that you have to work through your fear and, and go ahead with whatever change you need to have in your life. So again, a shaman or a coach can work with you to help you interpret and then also help you move through the fear as you start moving forward after that message. I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any questions or want to learn more about what I do, please visit my website, spiritevolution.co. While you're there, check out uh, uh, my free guide on six steps you need to take in order to live authentically. I look forward to having you join us next week. Have a great day. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.